Hey everyone, my name is David Nixon and welcome to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. I have the one and only Jamie Sangster on today, uh, who is a, a dear friend, one of our facilitators, and an exceptionally knowledgeable man in the areas of, well, many areas, um, many also like just rare areas as well. <laughs> just a rare being. <laughs> he is, you're, yeah. you're a blue steak, um, mate. Yeah, it seems that I'm that rare, that um, it's taken a while to get the call up and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Put me on, coach. Yeah. Uh, so Jamie's a, a, a really integral part of Peak and Flow from a facilitator standpoint as well as an educator standpoint. But also, uh, you're an intern of mine. Mm. How many moons ago? I think about eight years ago now. Eight years. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. It has indeed. Yeah. And it's been really beautiful to be able to share uh, that journey with Jamie. But really today, um, and Jamie is not too dissimilar to me, where you can just talk and talk. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try not to go off on too many tangents. <laughs> we probably, um, yeah. you and I both. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how long this goes for. Um, we're going to put a limit on uh, about half an hour. Yeah. Um, and do our best to be able to cover our introduction to cold exposure and um, see where the conversation actually takes us as well. Yeah, it's just making sure the, the purpose of this podcast is to really help give some frameworks and understanding around introduction to cold exposure, um, the whys, the hows, the, the whats. Uh, and how to really maximize that for each person. Now, in saying that, we also want to make sure it is concise so that someone can use it, take away from it. Um, but this is still an intro to the intro to cold exposure. Yeah. Um, and so given that, where do you want to start? Um, let's start with, I guess, cold exposure now is uh, a very popular, I guess you could almost call it a trend as such. Um, and I have definitely had my fair share of um, river dips in the cold Kosciuszko mountain rivers and shared plenty of ice baths with uh, lots of tribal drumming and having fun and yahooing and it's a great time with friends and had my cold showers and really, really encouraged that amongst the community. But um, what I'm starting to discover now is like it's almost seen as like a fad and um, seeing people approach this with absolutely no intention um, has brought some awareness to myself yeah. and also Dave. And yeah, and, and like it's actually understanding the depth of it right now. Cold exposure itself is not a fad, and I know you know, you know this, but ice baths are, yeah. right? And I say that from like a social media standpoint, from the amount of businesses that are popping up, yeah. and nothing wrong with this. It's, it's a pretty common trend within any sort of industry, yet really going, what, what, what's the reason and why am I approaching this and yep. why am I even doing it? What are the physiological benefits? What could be the psychological benefits? Yep. What are the social benefits? Yep. What are the environmental benefits? Yep. And um, also in, in looking at the benefit, look at the other side of the coin and like what are potential problems that we have mm. in those areas yep. as well? Um, yeah, I think I've also sat in far too many facilities now and had conversations with people that are there to um, have their ice baths uh, because they've heard that it's good for their health or good for their mental health or physical, whatever that may be, whatever benefit they've associated with why they're going to that facility. Um, and they have no way of approaching these baths. Mm. And for me, it's just insane to sit there and see someone go and jump into this five-degree bath that has extreme potential to um, essentially build a bad relationship mm. with something that could be so powerful to their health. Yep. Um, yeah, not, not too dissimilar to somebody going to a gym for the first time and having a really poor experience. Yeah. Um, or uh, going to the beach and um, feeling judged or, or yeah. whatever the case might be yeah. that deters them from doing something that can be exceptionally beneficial, yeah. beneficial for, yeah. their, um, for their health. Yeah. 
Hmm. I think I just said health like you. Health. Health. With an F. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's funny. From the coast. But it's, it's yeah. looking at that, right? Um, and a lot of the time it's because people might have an interest in it, but don't really know where to start. Yeah. And that's where, because this type of, the science with this, with cold exposure, but also the individual personal um, subjective benefits vary massively. And yeah. that's one of the challenges they go, oh, it's, meant to be, it's meant to be a psychological benefits. It's like, sure, there is. But, but what role are you playing? Mm-hmm. And what, what do you have control over with those psychological benefits? It's yeah. not like you just get into the water and all that, like, oh, fuck, everything's clear. I've got clarity now. Yeah. That there is a like, what's your relationship with cold? What's your relationship with you know discomfort? Um, what's your intent? Yeah. Um, what are the people around you? What kind of conversations are they having yeah. around this? Um, are, are we treating the cold like magic as if it just happens to us? Yeah. Um, there's more to it. And it's really today about making sure we can ground that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you can take away exactly a, a very simple approach, an integral approach to actually, you can use this same approach cross contextually. You can use it with. Um, training. You could use it with pickleball. You yeah. could use it yeah, with yeah. Uh, surfing, playing the piano. Doesn't matter yeah. what it is, but yeah. but really taking this integral approach to cold to get the most out of it um, now and long term. Yeah, and I definitely think that like um, what you spoke to there also leads into seeing the cold as this therapy as such versus um, what we call deliberate exposure. Um, and the difference is choosing. Uh, to expose yourself to this stressful stimulus uh, with intent versus um, seeing it as this action to take to heal yourself Mm. or have a therapeutic experience because that would presuppose that you're going to get into that bath and actually have a therapeutic experience to hop out a different person and uh, just receive all of these benefits. And it's like, yeah. that bath isn't just going to, like when you hop out of it, that bath isn't just going to go, oh, here you go, like you're happy, yeah. you're healed, all this kind of stuff. It's also not something to fight, right? Yeah. So there was a video shared recently of this, uh, I think it was an ex-Olympian um, or, mm-hmm. you know, a high-level athlete uh, when they were younger and they were doing an ice bath in one of the portable ice baths at a, at a gym or somewhere. Yeah. And they did a voiceover of the three stages of an ice bath over three minutes. Yeah. Um, and it was like you first get in and it's, you know, it, you freak out and you want to get out, but you have to fight through. And then, yeah. you know, the second stage is, you know, then there's this bliss after X period of time. And then then at the end, it's this numbness. And it's like, hang on a sec. That may be your experience, but yeah. the volume of meaning that gets in, like, I don't have that experience whatsoever at all when I get into the ice bath. Yeah. Maybe was there times when I was, you know, more, um, less experienced with it? Yeah possibly but not nowhere near to that same degree and so mm-hmm. we need to be careful in what we're communicating around cold exposure and training as well because yep. that's that's giving the person in the same way it's like it's a therapeutic like it's it's ice therapy or cold therapy it's like well it's not therapy people may have a therapeutic experience but yeah, i correct. can assure you there is <laughs> i don't know the numbers but I'm, there will be a large volume of people that do not have a therapeutic experience, especially yeah. the first time they get in there yeah. without any cl- when it, any form of intent, any awareness of their relationship with the cold, any awareness of their relationship yeah. with discomfort. You know, the the anxiousness and nervousness and everything else associated with the ice bath before they get in. So yeah. they're, they're going through it twice. They go yeah. through it before they get in and when they're actually in there. Yeah, that's right. And so that's not therapy at all. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where um, how, do we, how do we look at 
you know, when we talk about integral approach, it's it's going, well, what's my intention, right? Yep. What's my subjective uh, awareness of my anxiousness or mm-hmm. um, the meaning I've made about the cold or the yep. meaning I've made about discomfort? What is um, the the health of the community, of the culture yep. that I'm also doing this with? What's mm-hmm. the shared language? What's the shared meaning? Yep. Uh, what's the support like? And support, you know, can be rah-rah, so to speak. Mm. Um and that's fine in the same way if you have a big workout with people. Yeah. But everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone yeah, knows, has their intention with the yeah. workout. It's really different, right? And you mentioned before around deliberate cold exposure, which fundamentally is what it's called. Yeah. Um, and the reason being is that it's because that's deliberate part is pointing to the person is choosing to get into the cold. Yeah, absolutely. Opting in. Yep. Yeah. So there's, a, there's an acceptance to it there, which is yep. fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, and just exposing themselves to the stimulus of cold. Correct. And it's it's that simple. And yep. it's, it's like non-deliberate cold exposure. Well, you know, that's going to happen from time to time. And yep. being able to deal with that is going to be really powerful. But also, if we look at... Uh, I went for a um, deliberate five-kilometer run this morning. And it's like, oh, okay, that's yep. good. I went for a non-deliberate five-kilometer run this morning. Yep. It's like your body has two different reactions from yeah. a nervous system standpoint, meaning making standpoint. Yeah. You have two different reactions yeah. to deliberate run versus non-deliberate. Like what yeah. was chasing you? Yeah, correct. And so there's fear associated with that. There's there's other, you know, inverted yeah. commas, negative emotions. So it's going deliberate cold exposure. Yeah. What is it? Why are we doing it? How do we get the most out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then also speaking, which I didn't touch on just then, but the physiological component. So your body, your yeah. breath, and then the environment itself as well. Yeah, which is quite funny because that's uh, often where like majority of the world now, and I guess even from a sales point of view, like that's how you're going to sell from that objective. Um, the objective benefits as such of like, okay, well, this is what's actually going to happen to your body throughout the ice bath. And this is how you should expect to feel when you get out of this. And this is what you can expect to get. Um, and it's, it's beyond that. It's beyond the bath is what I like to say. And if I've learned anything from constant, um, cold exposure, uh, now for, I would say the past three to three and a half years, um, it's not about the bath. Like for me, uh, the same as breath work, it's absolutely an exposure for me to put a mirror in front of myself and see where am I at today? And how can I understand myself a little bit deeper throughout this experience? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Let's go in a bit more depth of that in just mm-hmm. a moment because that's going to be the first part when it comes to like yep. uh, intention of that because I thought I'd just open my social media oh, lovely. and see if I've got any advertisements as yep. an example. As you say, and that, my heart rate is starting to rise. Yeah, right. It just makes me anxious, this social media thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> it makes you anxious, doesn't it? <laughs> so the first, uh, I actually already just bought two of these, funny enough, but... Um, that's probably why I'm advertising it. But uh, the first one popped up. It's a recover ice bath, free three-in-one combo today. Yeah. So this is advertising. This is normal. Re- purchase the ice bath today and receive the three-in-one combo for free. Great. I'm doing a little bit. It's not, not sponsored, by the way. Yeah. Um, but if you want to reach out. So three times boost in dopamine. There you go. I'll Allevi- that once. Alleviate depression and anxiety. Yeah. Mine's gone. It reduces pain and inflammation. Yeah. I'm free. Uh, up to 60% increase in energy and focus. Improves mental health. Yeah. Um, so this is the kind of thing where, like, that's just marketing. Like, that's um, yeah, and that's that's fine. I completely understand the game, but that's where it's like there's significantly more to it than. And I know most people would know that, but what does three times boost in dopamine mean? What is up to sixty percent increase in energy and focus? Yeah. So 
this is a small example of many other ways to to look at yeah. promoting these things but a lot of it's all, a lot of it is normally going here are the physical benefits that we're measuring yeah. and then here's the magic right yeah. alleviate yeah right improves yeah it's like there's plenty of people that have had a negative experience with yeah. cold exposure that they did not improve their mental health yeah Right, it did not alleviate that whatsoever at all. Yeah. Um, but let's talk through that stuff and as I, we go through today. Yeah, and I think what this actually does, like, I understand that marketing's got to do what marketing's got to do, and they've got to sell a product, but it often oversteps and misses the point of actually meeting the person where they're at. Right? And that's not totally, and that's nothing against that yeah. company and brand. I literally no, just bought not. two of their yeah. for the our retreats. Yeah, it would apply to anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, look. We mentioned around it, like taking an integral approach to this, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time, there is what's the the questions that come up so commonly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the benefits? As in, yep. what are the scientifically proven benefits? Yeah, which is always going to be looking at at, at the object, not in it. Yeah. So, so things like your heart rate, um, being able to decrease. Uh, you have like a mammalian dive reflex, which is going to be correlated to down regulation of the nervous system more objective parts of say the body what's actually physically happening within that body you have upregulation of um your uh i guess like the thermostat within the body so the heat the body temperature um is going to rise so your brown fat cells are going to increase which means that it's going to increase fat burning afterwards um as far as why would you get an increase in creativity and focus it's like well in that bath, you're going to have to learn how to breathe correctly, which means that you're going to oxygenate the brain more, which means that you're going to have more focus. So they're sort of like, there is an array of many different physiological benefits yeah. you know, or objective benefits from that as well, Yeah, which you can just continue and continue and continue. Um, yeah. Hmm. And so the the psychological benefits, um, and same with the physiological as well, right? Because mm-hmm. we go, okay, how long should someone be in there for? It's like, well... Who who are we talking about? Yeah. What what is what what kind of bath are we referring to? Mm-hmm. Like, what are all the factors that feed into the variabilities? Somebody with a significantly higher body fat percentage yeah. may stay warmer than somebody with a lower body fat percentage, yeah. right? Chances are they are going to, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been my experience in, in facilitating yeah. it as well. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. The person's at where they're at. Like, yeah. it's it's going. Also, what temperature is the water? Yeah. What's the vessel? of the is it a cold shower yeah like even the showers that we have here at the gym compared to the shower and my home is two kilometers away yeah in an older building like that's significantly colder yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um and then on top of that is a a natural water source yep natural water source is going to be different as well but here's some key things to consider with this and this is the example i give so often is that there's been days i know there's been days if you've trained enough and it might might be the same for other Mm-hmm. It will be the same for other areas of life. Yep. But you trained enough and you're, you're, let's say that you've deadlifted for a period of time throughout yep. your training career. Um, and you come up to when you, you comfortably deadlift, let's just say, it doesn't matter whether it's 60 kilograms or 100 kilograms, but it's yep. a weight that you're comfortable deadlifting. And you're building up to it and you hit that number and you're like, that's really heavy today. Mm. And you look at it and you think, maybe that's not the right, no, that's 60 or that's 100 oh man, that's heavy. It's not heavy. The weight is exactly the yep. same. You mentioned before about it being a mirror, which we're going to talk to for sure when we get to the, the, the psychological benefits yep. of it. But the weight is the same. What you're bringing to that movement that day is different. Yeah. And there's other days where you rock up and you do the exact same thing and you're like, is that 60 or 100? Whatever it might, yep. whatever your number is. Yeah. And you're like, man, that's really easy today. Yep. 
it's like but why is it easy yeah that, that's just a mirror so many variables that go into that outside of this gym yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and so it's the ca- same thing when we look at the like the cold and we have a um a dream pot ice bath here mm-hmm. that's self filters self chills well yep. not self it's not no it does not, have a little motor on the side of it yeah but I'm, what i'm getting is it it's not a self-aware <laughs> it's just programmed yeah um as long as it's plugged in yeah anyway point being is um it's the sensitive. yeah it is yeah. yeah and so we set it at whatever degrees yeah. usually around six or seven so that it's it's manageable it's cold yeah. enough um and that's going to be pretty consistent mm-hmm. there's going to be a pretty consistent temperature yeah still body of water yeah like whenever you get in and some days are easier than others yeah the bath didn't change no no, and so if there's a, this is the the beauty, and same, very similar to breath work. Mm-hmm. People commonly use, uh, and I heard this from Brian McKenzie from Power Speed Endurance, yeah. um, now Shift Adapt. People, one of the biggest mistakes people make with breath work is they use it to change their state rather than to understand it. Yeah, and the same can be said for cold exposure. Yeah, you you, it's a mirror. Correct. If if the if the ice bath gives you anxiety, it doesn't. It can't. We didn't put any anxiety in it. That's the mirror of what's going on for you. Yeah. Why are you anxious about this? And do you have any problems about being anxious about it? Mm-hmm. Because it's usually the problems that we have about anxiousness. So yeah. our anxiousness about anxiousness or our shame about an anxiousness um, that actually stops us from leaning into anxiousness, which is a common normal part of our function of a nervous system and as as a as a human experience yeah and what i have um i guess my how i even found breath work and cold exposure to start with like i had such such a great experience and physically and mentally felt um so clear and let's use the for lack of better words free and um it actually that was a foundation for building a poor relationship with breath work and cold exposure so i essentially started to use it to as you said before, not to understand, but to actually change. I, I kept using this tool to be able to, I wouldn't have even seen it as a tool, but I kept using my breath to be able to change the state because I wasn't happy with where I was at. And I just kept addressing the symptom and not actually getting to the cause of being able to understand what's what's going on. Why am I feeling like this? I shouldn't need to constantly use my breath or the cold to be able to like, yes, it's great to be able to regulate yourself, but why are you dysregulated yeah 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 and that, that's a whole another conversation yeah. right but it, you, you're spot on so a lot of once again through social media it's like here's how to regulate yourself or here's yeah. how to know that you're dysregulated or you know here's a here's how to soothe or self-soothe like all these things are, are good but they're dealing with the symptom yeah why am i dysregulated in the first place mm-hmm. and so another word for dysregulation is is my mind body emotional state contextually appropriate yeah Right. If I'm getting anxious about going to a supermarket, maybe that's not contextually appropriate for how yeah. I want to live my life. And so, why am I dysregulated in that example? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, you know, uh, feeling anxiousness about being feeling a little bit lost on a hike as the sun's going down, mm-hmm. that might be contextually appropriate. Yeah. But are you able to recognize that and regulate yourself to be able to get your bearings and make decisions that are clear yeah. rather than emotional out of fear and, and, and scared? Yeah, doesn't mean that you know. There's plenty of variables in both of those examples. Supermarket could be a few, few, yeah, few yeah, variables, yeah. but definitely with both. So it's looking at dysregulation is going. I, my my whole mind, body, emotional energy field is having mm-hmm. a reaction to something. Yeah. is it contextually appropriate? Yeah, 
because yeah. anxiousness is a healthy function of our nervous system. 100%. And yeah. it's the kind of thing where uh, we are all um, here, uh, you know, we're successors of people that had a relatively, at some stage, healthy response with their nervous system, with having mm-hmm. experienced anxiousness to not go into a dark cave or to not, um, you know, go into a threatening environment. Yeah. And so we are literally successors of people that have made those decisions based on anxiousness. Yeah. So it's a normal function of our nervous system. Yeah. Um, the question is, once again, yeah, to, to reiterate, is it contextually appropriate? Yeah. And most of the time we're completely unconscious or unaware of, is it? Yeah, so. or we blame something else outside of us without realizing. We're handing yeah. that power over with, without realizing. Yeah. So the the ice bath gives me anxiety. It doesn't yeah. have any, mate. Like it's, yeah. and that's not to say you're not experiencing. It doesn't yeah. feel real, but it's like, so how are you making yourself anxious about this? Yeah. There's your question. That that makes you more resourceful. Otherwise, I'm just at will to the ice bath. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid I'm driving down the road and see the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gave it to me again. Yeah. 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 Now I'm yeah. I'm obviously Background. playing with that. Yeah. But it, it doesn't have any anxiety in it. So rather than placing the power in the thing that's outside of you, you hang a sec. I'm experiencing this on the inside. Yeah. Why is that triggering that for me on the inside? Yeah. Mm. And that I guess that leads into like um, us being able to deliberately choose it instead of perfect. Yeah. Um we ran a little seminar yesterday and the example I used was coming into a gym environment and becoming reliant on uh, your coach to get you the results. And it's like, as, as long as you continue to hand over your power to that object, then you are no longer responsible for any actions you take. And you, you're allowing the power to be with someone or something else to get you the results that you want. And you're no longer choosing to be there, but expecting something from that mm-hmm. in return. Um, becomes codependent right yeah something we've spoken to like time and time again and it's just to reiterate again again and again of like there's four things in your power yeah your um thoughts feelings that's both internal and then speech and behavior both external that's it like thoughts feelings that's your that's your psychological like psychological approach that's your intention that's your literally your self-awareness people talk about i'm pretty self-aware but what they're referring to is actually their personality structures and behavior yeah i know why i do that do you Mm -hmm. know what the positive intention behind why you do it is though. Yeah. Right. That's different. And yeah. so, um, it's the kind of thing there where as soon as we go, um, I, I couldn't have done this without X. And that doesn't mean that there's not an environment or a community or a culture that yeah. play a role in that because that's fundamentally true. Definitely. Yeah. But when the power is handed over to it, yeah. um, without recognizing one's own role in it. Yeah. yeah. And I did a podcast just the other day on anxiety. What is our role? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've definitely had many experiences um, of taking my fair share of people through the baths now and afterwards, um, like I, what Dave just said then, I couldn't have done that without you. Like, And then the conversation goes straight into like, when are you available next? Then you can take me through your next ice bath. And for me, it's like, I'm going to flag that. That's not the relationship I want you to build with the bath. Like for us, it's being able to provide you some frameworks to be able to work with. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, as we deepen our experience of ourselves and become more aware and more in tune, it's like, how do we um, recognize that here's some data and how does that actually match up with where we're at today so we can move away from being reliant on the frameworks and start to start to meet ourselves where we're at rather than having someone else 
take us there yep. and achieve the results. Yeah. And it's, it's recognizing, once again, that there is both yep. um, individual and collective, right? Yep. Individual and other. And they, they both exist and they're both as important as each other. Yep. It's when one's valued over the other. Yep. That, that's where we start to run into you know, challenges, difficulties. Yep. So let's talk through the, the like... The, Real main thing, real main easy way, real main easy way. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep that in color, that's fine. This is good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The, the four areas to consider and make sure you're across mm-hmm. for really building a quality relationship, quality practice, and getting the psychological, but you know, alleviating and improving yeah. um, those areas as well. So, talking through that, let's start with intent. Mm-hmm. Start with the subjectivity. Yep. So, feelings your thoughts and thoughts sorry there comes that f again yeah yeah for effort Um, (laughs) 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 yeah continue um i'll allow you to take the reins sure well it's meaning Um, making what meaning have you made about (laughs) the bath what meaning have you made about cold what meaning have you made about discount are you aware of that right And so they're the, they're the things that that's worth reflecting on when considering because when we look at how we how we physiologically respond within our nervous system from a nervous system standpoint, um, two people can experience the same thing but but respond um, differently from a different area of the nervous system. Yeah. Now it's the same trigger, the same stimulus. Mm-hmm. What's what's different? And yep. usually it's to do with the meaning that they've made with it. Same with the person that goes to the gym for the first time and goes, oh, the gym gives me anxiety. Yeah. And they slowly start to continue going. They lean into that, right? Yep. They got sick of not going to the gym or sick of not feeling good or whatever the case might be. Yep. And so all of a sudden after six to eight to 10 weeks of going to the gym, the gym no longer gives them anxiety. Yep. The gym didn't change. Yep. What changed on the inside to allow them to feel perfectly free with feeling safe Yep. in that space yeah and so how do we become aware of that and how do we how do we bring that to now when when dealing with something like cold exposure mm-hmm. and so what is your intention what are you what is your focus yeah I, I had asked this yesterday in the the seminar that we ran i was each time before someone gets in it's like okay do you know what you're focusing on yeah it's like uh trying not to fight and if, okay no worries so if you're trying not to fight what are you focusing on because mm-hmm. if you're trying not to do that what would you be doing correct and then it's like ah, uh, f- i guess i'm going to be focusing on my breath Okay, and so with your breath, what part of that are you specifically focusing yeah. on? Uh, a long exhale. That is very, very different to trying not to fight. Yeah. And so that's the kind of thing where when we're able to go, what's my intention? What am I going to focus on? Mm-hmm. Right? What have I accepted? Yeah. I've accepted that it's going to be cold. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. One of the reasons. Yeah. And I've accepted that um, it's okay to feel anxious. Mm-hmm. In fact, recognizing it and letting letting myself feel it yep. takes a lot of its power away, for lack of a better word. Yeah. So that's that's what we're looking at when we talk about intention, subjectivity, yep. thoughts, feelings, meaning making. Otherwise, that's all disregarded. You need to get in for three minutes and just fight through. Correct. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then that leads into what's the community and the social aspects as well. Yeah. Um, and you've been around more. Uh, groups doing yep. this than i have yeah um but i've been to many different gyms and and social events as well but yeah what's your experience um so my experience uh, this is not a sales pitch at all but uh there is no one else that teaches it like we do like our introduction to cold exposure um and that's from experiencing it worldwide now 
um, with some of the best in the business that are very knowledgeable around cold exposure. Um, I've had approaches of being very energetic, very motivated, essentially holding people's hands to keep them in that bath, telling them that they can do it, you've got this, and using drums to be able to take them out of their mind. Um, and basically like into the moment or try and get them into their body. Um, I've then had very, very silent approaches uh, out in nature where it's like, it's this is your opportunity to just surrender to what is and, and be here and uh, eventually fly away for the birds or whatever your intent is at that time. Um, and then I've had our experience where uh, it's extremely powerful to stand in front of that bath and create intent and choose for yourself how you want that experience to look um and for me it was really really hard to move away from that motivational strategy because mm. i was like oh like this just won't be as fun for other people but that's me with my expectations of what i thought that it was meant to look like right yeah um so it's, it's, that's my sort of like three different approaches that i've had to cold exposure um and by far an intentional approach has been the most powerful and allowed me to get the most out of the ice bath um, in regards to meeting myself where I'm at, understanding what's happening within my physiology and psychology on that day hmm. and, and why is it that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, I recall, and I use this example a bit, the first night after our, of yeah. our first retreat yeah. where... We and we had four people in our first retreat, four facilitators, one ones, yeah. um, and it was talking about cold exposure. And there was a bit of reservation, hesitation in the room, and uh, I also said, "Look, you know, you don't have to get into the ice bath." Yeah. Uh, and I don't. This isn't any sort of reverse psychology or anything. It's like you don't. You, this is your weekend to make your yeah. decisions. So you don't have to get. Maybe your cold exposure is watching other people get into the ice bath, mm-hmm. or maybe your cold exposure is. Um, having a cold shower, right? Whatever that may be for you. And then we caught up as as the facilitators um, later that night and one of the things you said is like, you know, they've come this far. You just, (laughs) they just, they just fucking get in. Yeah, there is no option. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, well, two of those ladies actually lean into a fair amount of external authority. Yeah. And so if they are getting in, it's because I'm telling them Mm -hmm. rather than them choosing. I'm seeing, I want to see the whole person here, not just the action or behavior of getting into the cold and the benefits that come from from that. Because what we're actually doing, if these people lean into external authority and they only did it because we told them to do it, or that was the main part of it, then of course they get the physiological benefits from it, but they're actually reaffirming the psychological um, distortion that they need external authority to do things that are difficult. Yeah. And so that's the kind of component we'll be like, look, how do we facilitate a space for people to be able to make their own decisions, mm. informed decisions, and to look, play, learn, which is one of the rules that we made up around yep. around learning and embodying. Yep. Mm. And that's, yeah, it's really powerful at our retreats, being able to see these, uh, like given the frameworks for our cold exposure on the first morning. And then um, a couple of hours later, actually, after they've learned a little deeper about the nervous system and understanding the breath um, to a deeper level as well, they then have the opportunity to um, have another ice bath. And the the difference in the person and their choice and seeing how they actually... It's rapid. Oh. Rapid. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just being told or not just what we're doing. It's understanding why. Yeah. Right? And what's going on and, and, and what am I fully in control of here? 
And how do I lean into this discomfort? Not so that I just make everything comfortable, but to be okay with discomfort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And where, like, where I found myself to be is like it. At the end of the day, it fucking for me, it doesn't really matter about the psych, the the physiological benefits. Like that's not my purpose of the ice bath anymore. Mm. I use it every single day as a as a morning routine to be able to state myself to move into my day. Yep. Um, and then on a Sunday, I'll use it as a recovery recovery method to be in the best physiological state um, for the for the weeks coming of training. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, let's lean on the last part of this, which is you know we've talked about intention, we've talked about culture, we've talked about the body. Yep. Let's look at breath, but also let's look at and we're only going to be able to touch on this. We're going to have to have another one on it, I think. Yeah. Yep. But let's look at breath and then more about the how to rather than what's going on mm-hmm. um, and the frameworks with the introduction to cold exposure. Yep. And so one of the key things there with the frameworks is also looking at the environment. And so from the ice bath that we have here at the gym mm-hmm. compared to the ice bath that I have at home, the Yeti Esky, yep. massive Yeti Esky, um, that hits, it gets sun in spring. It doesn't get sun in winter. Yeah, yeah. It's cold. And then um, we look at, you know, actual natural water sources such as the Kangaroo Valley River that we use or I'm going to Kayama next week. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully the ocean's still nice and chilly. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be able to get into the ocean there as well. Yeah. Um, they're all different Correct. experiences. Yeah. Right, it's like running on a treadmill, running on cement, running around um, Bondi to Coogee, yep. uh, running through the forest, um, hiking, going yep. like there. It seems sometimes it seems the same. It's not. They're all different for and have variations. Yep. So the environment does play a pretty significant Huge role. Huge in the stimulus of like what you actually have to take in. Right, it's like in in your own in your own home, like where you have the Eddie ice bath, like that for you. Your home is a. I would like to think it's. A safe place for you. Um, <laughs> at times, I'd like says. to think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the gym, um, again, coming, it's the same five degrees that you're gonna have. Uh, however, that ice bath that we have down there doesn't actually have ice in it. It's just a body of water that's five degrees mm. versus a body of water that has ice that's in an esky that's in your house mm. versus going into nature that has a um, flowing stream, which then uh, doesn't allow the i guess like a, a thermal layer that um starts to build around the body when you're in a still body of water like that, still. that's yeah that's then removed so um this water rushing by you at let's say 12 degrees all of a sudden feels colder than an ice bath at five degrees yeah um and then again you have the nature and the stimulation of different noises um different temperatures all that kind of stuff so, yeah yeah and with usually if there's groups um, people have to cycle through yeah. ice baths compared to a natural water source. Usually everyone gets in at the same time. Yeah. So there's different um, variations in that as well. And I guess probably um, just a touch because we haven't already, but uh, like what what do we use? Like which which cold exp- exposure should we use and how should we use it? The, the key thing that we haven't touched on is like what is a stretch for you? Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so one of the key things to that is to begin with, how do we reduce the volume of stimulus? Yeah. So still body of water. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's comfortable. Um, but what's the stretch is the question. Yeah. So then we, we're not overstretching ourselves and es- essentially um, setting ourselves up for failure. Yep. Uh, yep. Overstimulation. Yep. And and like if that means today that that you're in a body of water from your feet up to your, your knees, which is something we've both experienced with um, clients here in the gym, like that's where you're at today, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and continuously, I guess, building the practice to be able to 
to be able to lean into that a little more. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Once again, another whole conversation in that yep. as well. Yep. Um, which is great, but it's really pointing to like one of the key things we want to see there is like how do we manage stimulus per person? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. you start basic and build. Yeah. Like you don't walk into the gym and pick up the heaviest weight and expect to like, yeah. do it with fine form. Yeah, and it's also the other thing is that otherwise people go to like a, a retreat or an event and they just all jump in the river and the lake or yeah. the ocean because that's what everyone's doing. Yeah. And then when they go back to their reality, they actually can't maintain that because they did it because it was it was maybe because it was a group of people doing it. Yeah. But then they come back and they don't have that natural water source. So how do I actually get into a, like a still body of water like mm. we have here at the gym yeah. and be like, oh, I, I, this isn't the same. I don't like it. I can't. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden now the cold exposure um, uh, environment is controlling your decision making yeah. as opposed to you going, how am I going to use this? It's now using you because you're making the decision based upon what the environment is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really important and powerful. And that's what I mean when I say there's more conversation to that, but really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what we're starting to discover here is like it's just such a large conversation. Yeah. And why I said before, like it's beyond the fucking bath. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's- so, I want, I want to quote something there and then we'll talk about the framework cool. that we encourage breathing. But beyond the bath is also, and I mentioned it yesterday, uh, from Tim Galway's book, mm. The Inner Game of Tennis. Yeah. And use the word focus, flow, the zone, like interchangeable. I'm going to use yep. the word focus. So he goes, you don't use focus to improve your tennis. You use tennis to improve your focus. Yep. And what he's saying there is your access to that state of mm. focus. So you don't use um, focus to improve your physical training. Mm. You use training to improve your access to that. Yep. And same thing with the cold exposure. You don't use focus so you can do cold exposure better. Yeah. You use cold exposure so you know how to access that easier. Yeah. Yeah. Really key, important mm-hmm. shift. Um, so breath work, what are we focusing on? Um, for the breath, uh, generally speaking now, I'm going to use general terms and um, someone's general response to an ice bath if they haven't been exposed to it uh, before would be um, like an anxious reaction, which means that they'd start to increase their breathing. And they'd start to breathe through the shoulders and the mouth. And that may sound, if you can hear this on the audio, but it'd be like similar to a, <laughs> the hands might be on the outside of the bath and it's like shoulders are up, yeah. Yeah, a lot of tension within the body. Um, so what we then need to focus on is bringing the breath to the nose. So being able to try and um, nasal breathe and also extend the exhale. Mm-hmm. So first and most important, it's like becoming aware of what, reaction do you have and then choosing to start to match the breath where it's at yep where, where is it at right now and how can i start to consciously extend my exhale which means that that's going to start to down regulate me slow my mm. heart rate down it's going to allow me to um start to i guess tone tone the vagal yeah or, or increase vagal yep. tone which yep. is down regulation yeah um of our nervous system yeah correct mm-hmm. and they would be the two main key takeaways, mm. okay? So, if you follow your breath and consciously take control of 10 breaths in and out, on the last 10th breath, you're going to hold on the exhale. So, you exhale out, you've got empty lungs, and you're going to hold until you get a hunger for air. And the first hunger for air is actually going to be your psychological part. So, your brain's going to tell you you're going to have to breathe, which is completely normal, but... I want you to just push past that psychological barrier to get a physical sensation within the body. And that may be a little pulsation within the throat or it may be some pulsation that comes from the stomach. 
And when you're ready, just go back to your natural breathing. From there, it's like a reassessment. Where am I at now? Like, how do I feel after those 10 breaths? And if you feel inclined, you can do another cycle. Okay. Generally, we find that two cycles of that would, would be around three minutes in the bath, right? Two to three. Yeah. yeah. Depending. If someone gets um, in there first, ooh, 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 yeah. and it's quite quick and rapid. Yeah. Um, but what you said there as well, like, and we mentioned to people that let's go through two cycles. Yeah. And then at the end of the second cycle, have a gentle inquiry or a polite inquiry into yourself and be like, you know, um, now that I'm here, am I willing to do a third? And if the answer is no, great, that's enough. Now we get, if the answer is like, yeah, I'm willing to do a third, then off we go. But you'll get more, what you get out of the third cycle or fourth or fifth or sixth cycle, a cycle being 10 breaths and a breath hold, you can't get... The, what you get out of the sixth cycle in your first or your second. Absolutely not. And yeah. so it's just learning first to go, how am I using this ice bath today? Yeah. Rather than just blindly letting the data use me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and so with that, that's the... And I probably will need to get you back on uh, and get a call up again um, to go through more around the actual breathing mm-hmm. and the, the, the bit more in the depth of the breathing around it as well. But the basic yeah. framework is... Aim to shift down gears. Correct. From a mouth in, mouth out. Yep. Nose, no, nasal in. Nasal in, mouth out. Yep. To nasal in, nasal out. Yep. And then the biggest hack, a life hack, I've only got one, is hum. hum. Yeah. And so if you're really, really struggling yep. in there, is to hum. Yep. And in short, that's just massaging a big, big nerve yep. that allows you to help to downregulate, and that's the soothing component to it as well. Yeah, that's correct. Mm. Yeah, um, and and definitely happy to share more about that on another podcast um, at, that touches more on the breathing side of things and yeah. and how we can start to um, learn all of these different techniques to be able to regulate yep. ourselves, whether it be up or down. Beautiful. Yep. And so to wrap that up then, it's like we've got intent, like what's my relationship with it? What's, yep. What meanings have I made about it? Um, what's my intent for the cold today? Yep. And then the culture. So what's the community? What's the support? What are the mm-hmm. conversations? What's the shared values? What's the shared meaning? Um, what's the shared language? Yep. And then on top of that, the, the breath and the body, understanding that there will be a, a fight or flight response to begin with and learning how to downregulate that using yep. your breath and using the intention, hence why it's deliberate. And then of course, what's the frameworks in the environment as well? Yeah, and so how's that managing stimulus? Yep, and that there is like an integral approach to yep. cold exposure, and uh, we start to see that there's no separation between cold exposure and and life, or the yep. gym and your life, or Perfect. breath work and your life. Like it all starts to come together. Yep, yeah, yeah. And so moving on from that team, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, what we would recommend from here is, uh, if you're interested, absolutely book an introduction to cold exposure with us yeah. if you're here in Canberra. If you're not here in Canberra, then we're also more than happy to actually host at other gyms as well. Absolutely. So if you're interested, reach out. We'd be more than happy to organize that with you. Um, it would be uh, lots of fun. Um, and then uh, otherwise, try these protocols yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And b- develop your and own practice. Yeah. Let us know what comes up for you. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, team. If you enjoy Thank these podcasts, um, please share, like, whatever they people. Subscribe. Is that what yeah. you, I don't know. I don't usually say that. I'm going to sign off though. Everything you need to know is in the show notes. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon. Bye.